Let's get started. Yesterday's daf was number 111. Today's number 112. We will, Mir Tashem, be finishing the center. I will, be, I will save a little piece at the end. Why? So, uh, for, oh, for so we could actually well. celebrate, you know, so do something celebrate proper. Celebrate that now, like a Chavayim, no? Uh, just like this? Yeah. You, have it, you brought some mashka, maybe? Yeah, coffee. Yeah, that doesn't I could bring from the, from the kitchen a bit the Chaim. All right, let's herring, get started on the review. Herring, kichel, that's worth it. All right, so let's get started. Yesterday's stuff was number one, eleven, and we'll do a review of yesterday's stuff. Get to today's. We have in mind Rufur Shleima four, Hadas Basranya David Ben Mazal, Michal Aviva Bas Yehudis, and also my share is not doing so well. So Shalom Yosef. I don't know. Shalom Yosef. Ben uh, Rivka Tema. Okay. For Shlema. All right. So, um, Reb Zera was uh, trying to avoid Reb Yuda, and that's because he really wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael, and he knew that Reb Yuda held that it's Mamish also to move to Eretz Yisrael. Reb Yuda says anybody who goes up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael is Mamish being over and I say he's transgressing a positive mitzvah. Uh, as the Pasuk says, that's it. And Rabbi Zeri says, that's not talking about people, that's talking about the Klesharis need to stay there until Hashem remembers to bring them up. Rabbi Yudah says, but there's another Pasuk, which says, that made you make an oath, take an oath. Um, and uh, Rabbi Zeri says, that oath is not not to go there to Israel alone, but as, as an individual, but not to force your way up to Israel. That's a different story. And Rabbi Yuda says that uh, there's another apostle, uh, Geshbatye, a different time it says, Geshbatye uh, Eschem. So he says, You're right, but that's because mm-hmm. there's three Shavuos actually. The three Shavuos are that uh, Jewish people cannot storm Eretz Israel, meaning force their way up to Eretz Israel. Well, the other one, the second one is that uh, Hashem made the Jews swear not to rebel against the nations of the land, whichever country they're in, stay loyal and don't make waves, don't make trouble. And, um, and the other one is um, not to, that the, the, the Goyim can't over uh, tax the Jewish people too much. Or not tax, but like be... More, too much subjugating the Jewish people. Those are the three three oaths. Rabbi says, but it's really each oath. It, it says im te'iru im te'iru, which sounds like that the oath is really a double oath. So maybe it also means not to go to Israel altogether. So Rabbi says, no, no, no. There's actually six oaths. The three that we mentioned, plus not to reveal the end of times, not to distance the end of times or push the end of times to come earlier, and not to reveal the secrets to the Goyim which is either the secrets of the Ibor or the secrets of the, um, of, uh, the Kabbal- Kabbalistic thoughts of the Torah. If you fulfill the oath, good. Otherwise, your flesh will be as free as the, the deer and the rams of the field, meaning you'll be attacked or something like that. Rabbi Lazar says, living in Eretz Yisrael is like living without sin. Um, and don't say... Uh, um, as the Pesach says, don't say that, the people living in Eretz Yisrael, 
Because not so often they have zero sin, their, their sins are, are forgiven. So Rabbi said to Rabbi Ashi, I understood that Pasuk talking about people who are ill, don't think of them as being bad because the illness actually causes that they should be free of sin. Um, like it atones for all their affairs. Um, Rav Anand says, being buried in Eretz is like being buried beneath the altar. Um, quotes of Pasuk, Mizbeach Adama, Tassali, and it says also, Anyway, Ula was a regular in Israel, but he ended up dying in Chutz Laaretz. So they told this to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar was really upset and distraught that he ended up dying in Chutz Laaretz. He says, uh, he, uh, he says uh, Ula, on, a, on, a, on an impure land, you, got, you, have, to be, you have to die. Uh, but they said, but what do you mean? We're going to carry his body to Israel? He says, yeah, it's just not the same. Um, uh, just not the same. So there's a fellow that um, ha, uh, that that uh, um, had a mitzvah yibum that came his way outside of Israel. And he came to Reb asking about leaving Israel to go to do yibum, and he said, "Your brother went and married uh, a, a non-Jewish woman, and he died, and he deserved to die. And now you want to go ahead and follow his path? What kind of terrible thing is that?" Like I said, the emotions are very high in this. A hot button topic, that's for sure. Go, you know, go, leaving it, go to Israel, either with their strong opinions on both sides. Uh, Rav Yuda said, just like it's also to leave Israel to Babel, it's also to leave Babel to other lands. And Rabbi Rav Yosef said, even leaving from Pompadisa to Bekubi is also. Now, there's a person who left from Pompadisa to Bekubi, and Rav Yosef went so far as to put him in Cherem. And somebody went from Pompadisa to Astonia and he died. You see how serious it is. And you know, it's, it's reminiscent of the, a lot of the people in Europe, the, the, the rebellion in Europe, when they want, people wanted to go to America in those early years, they, were held, they felt the same way, leaving the, the heart of Yiddishkeit in Europe and going to the, the land of America, they felt... It did turn like, around, right? It did, well, I'm saying, yeah, it did, but I'm saying they felt, Mamish, that that was, that was uh, the terrible thing to do. That's why they're blinded right. to some degree, but, you know, they didn't expect that you could, you could, uh, you know, no that point, America no could come up... Uh, a lot of people became Shkutsim here. Yeah, it did work also. Did, I mean, they were right. It wasn't just their imagination. No, it, it wasn't was not. just their imagination. A lot of but people went over But that's what they were saying, yeah. Okay, so... Grandfather didn't want to come. Grandfather didn't want to come for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them saying it's a, it's a lot of a, people went off the derech here. A lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. No, no they, were, they, they, they threw their twilling off the boat. That's what they, a lot of people did. Yeah. On their way to America. They want to be like Americans. Wow, it was, a, it was a phenomena. Anyway, but things did turn around. Interestingly enough, okay. Um, uh, he said so. Abayi says he, he wanted to live. He could have lived. He didn't have to leave. Okay. Rabbi of Yosef said that the kosher people in Babel, Eretz Yisrael, will accept them, and the kosher people in other lands, Babel, will accept them. And uh, it don't, this doesn't mean for Yichas, because Eretz Yisrael, although it's more Miuchas than other lands, but Babel is even more Miuchas than Eretz Yisrael. Um, but um, it's, uh, what it's saying is, is that being buried there is its own Zichos. Um, dwelling in Babel, according to Shmu, according to Rav Yudah, is like dwelling in Eretz Yisrael. As a Pasuk quotes a Pasuk, Pas Babel, 
is the same thing of Himalti or Shevis Bas Babel. Anyway, Abaye says that Babel will not suffer Chavli Mashiach, um, the suffering of the birth pangs of Mashiach. And that's referring specifically to a specific spot in Babel, Utzol, and Binyamin. It's called the Karna Dishizavta, which is the corner, the small spot, which is left free and protected and safe. Rabbi Lazar says the Mason and Chutzaretz do not come back to life. Um, Pasuk implies that. So um, Rabbi Abba Barambal says, like, but the Pasuk says two things. It says, Yechayu Mesecha, and it says, Nevalti Yekomun. So isn't mm-hmm. one talking about Eretz Yisrael, the other one's talking about Chutz Eretz. So Gemara says, I, but it says, V'nesati Tzvi Ba'aretz Chaim, V'aretz Chaim, that's talking about Nebuchadnezzar, it's the opposite thing. It's, Nebuchadnezzar is like a deer coming to attack Eretz Yisrael. And he's fast as a deer. Anyway, Rebbe uh, says, there's another Pazuk, Pazuk says, Naisi Neshama Ha'am O'Le'ol, V'ruach L'Olchemba. Who's getting the Neshama, who's getting back to life? The people who are allowed are on Eretz Yisrael. Aye, what about the Pasuk of Nevati Yukoma? Let's talk about others that the Nephalim, even the stillborns, will come back to life. Now, not somebody who actually was alive. Okay, or, you know, uh, so there was a uh, Rabbi Abmar Ramos says, mm-hmm. What is the place in the Shamalam He says that's, that's talking about, um, like Rabbi Vo says, that even a Shivcha Kanain is in Eretz Yisrael. Is guaranteed a portion of the world to come. That's what it's talking about. Not Tchias and Mesim, Allah Amoleha, and it says Amadam Elchamar. So that's how you know even a Shifcha is gonna is gonna have a, a, a big merit just being in Eretz Yisrael. Now, what's the Ruach LaOlchembas? Rabbi Yemir Rabbi said in Rabbi Yechon, and that's just walking for Amis in Eretz Yisrael. This Muftach Leishu Ben and Rabbi Lazar says that Sadikim Nechutzaretz do not come back to life. Um, um, is that really true? So Rabbi says they do. It's just that it's uh, they have to roll their way to Eretz Yisrael, but only in Eretz Yisrael do they come back to life. So the bodies can roll, and then they'll come back to life in Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Sela, Rabbi said, uh, is that a, it's a tsar? So uh, um, so Pai says no, it's not a tsar. There's going to be special tunnels, so it won't be so painful. So. Um, the Gemara says, uh, it says in the Pasuk that Yaakov was very makrit that he should be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Because really, what he was hinting at, he knew that he was going to come back to life, but he didn't want to. He didn't know that he would be that he would be granted the extra merit of a tunnel that it'll be that it wouldn't be suffering to make it Eretz Yisrael. So that's why he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. That's the same thing with Yosef, as well. Same exact story. He says, carry me all this way, even though I know I come back to life, but I don't know that I'll be protected in such a way that I'll, I'll have the, the tunnel system. Brings us to the next thing, Reb Chani, um, um The next thing is the brothers of Rabbi sent him, said, you know, Yaakov, etc., 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 this whole Memra that uh, come to Israel, make Aliyah. And Elfa added on, even though you're a big chacham, but isn't it much better to learn with a, learn from a, a rabbi than, than learn by yourself? I, where's the rabbi? Is Rabbi Yechonon over here. You can chap the Torah from Rabbi Yechonon. Um, anyway, um, and, uh, but if you don't, they respected his decision not to. If you don't, you should at least be careful in three things. 
That is, don't sit too much, because that could lead to hemorrhoids. Don't stand too much, it's bad for your heart. And don't walk too much, because it's bad for your eyes. So if you can't sit, you can't walk, and you can't, uh, can't stand, what do you do? Divide your time equally. So don't overdo it in any one of those three, and then it keeps it in check. That's the trick. Rave the time you're not standing, rave the time you're not sitting, and rave the time you're not walking. That's the bottom line. Um, um, uh, sitting without leaning, it's better to stand. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? I thought we said standing is bad for you, so bad for your heart. So he says, you're right. Sitting without leaning, um, it's better to stand with leaning that, than sitting without leaning. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. Yitzchak, Shimon, and Ashaya said the same thing. Uh, the halacha is like Rabbi Huda when it comes to mules. What's the halacha of the mule? Uh, the halacha of the mule is um, the halacha of the mule is is that if a, a, a mule is desi- desiring to ha- is in eat and needs to be with another animal, you can't pair it with a horse or with a donkey. You have to pair it with another mule. And Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, who's the people? Yitzchak is Rav Yitzchak Nafcha, Shimon is Rav Shimon Bazi, or Rav Shimon Lakish, and Oshi is Rav Oshi Berebi. Okay. I don't understand something. Like, you cannot pair a, a, either one, a male or a female, with a horse or a donkey? Like a mule. A mule. A mule is not allowed with either horse or donkey, according no, to Rav which, which type of mule? Any? Any, right, because it's a mix. That's, that, in other words, a mule can be the mother's a horse. Yeah, but you could mix. You could mix like a horse and a donkey. But a mixed one, you can't do the same thing with a horse. No, you're not allowed to mix a horse and a donkey. That's Mamish Harva. That creates nope. a mule, though. That's what yeah, that's a, created the mule. But the point mule, being is that when the mule's in heat... It's sterile, but it's still in heat. So you gonna you want to pair you want to pair it with another mule. You can't pair it with with a female horse or with a female donkey. You follow? So a mule is only could be male. No. Oh. It can so only it be, be with another yeah. mule. That's uh-huh. the point. It doesn't matter if it's male. Uh-huh. Right. That's exactly the point. The, the other view because it's, like the, its own species meaning. Right. Right. Uh, right. It's a new thing. Uh-huh. The other view is is that it goes by the mother. Whatever the mother is, that's what you define it as. Yeah. And therefore, if it's a mule that mother was the horse, then, then you it could, could be heir to a horse. If it's a mule that mother was a donkey, then it could be It's only to one a way. It's only right. It's only way. defined by the mother. That's no, no, no. I'm saying it's the mule cannot be like. It's not either one could be a mother or a father. I think it's only the donkey could be the. You no, know, it could. It could. It's a different name. They don't call it a mule, right? No, I have I another think, name for I, it. I don't think that works out. You sure? I think so. Yeah. Weisnicht. I think it doesn't work out. It's only one way. Maybe you'll name. check it out. You'll verify. We'll All do right. some fact checking here. Okay. okay. I'm not holding in the uh, mule making, especially since it's also. Okay, <laughs> I think the Gemara does talk both ways. Right? Male donkey, way. female horse. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That's, uh, that's the only male donkey and female, female horse. horse. Yeah, that's the only way. And you can't out. do it the other way. I mean, it's not going to work. Nothing's going to come out. It's um, not, not a mule. It's not, nothing's going to be born. I don't know if you're right about that, but anyway. Uh, it's how I learned to check the, the female, female horse, right? But Rashi's saying that it's both. That it could be Bas Chamera or Bas. Rashi dis- disagrees with you. That's basic. No. What? I said 
the mule could be female or male, but it's only if it... No, no, no. Rashi says very clearly that you can have a mule that's mother was a horse, or you can have a mule that's mother was a donkey. Oh, okay. That's what Rashi says over here. Okay, okay I'm not arguing with Rashi. All right. So. Rashi argues with Google. It's not Google, that's how I learned in biology also. Okay. No, they call it a different name. Anyway, moving right along. So, um, uh, uh, so we we said that uh, uh, we said that the, the Amara, uh, according to Rabbi Lazar, the Amaratim do not come back to life by Tchis Hamesim. Oh, pasuk Mesim. Rashi is right. You see, that's why it's okay. called a Hini. Yeah, it has another name. I yes. know it had a different name. Yeah. Yeah. It's not called a mule. It's no, called something it's a, else. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. Um, Don't argue with Russia. Okay. I didn't. That's what I said. Yeah, just he verified. He verified. Just checking. Just checking. Okay. <laughs> Rebelazer says, Amaratim do not come back to life. As the Pesach says, Mesim Bal They're dead. They don't come back to life. And Bryce says so as well. Um, you might think it's to all people don't come back to life. No, that's only refine Bal Refine means people who are not involving themselves in Torah study. Uh, Rabbi Yechelen says, um, like, uh, isn't that a little harsh? So the Gemara says, maybe it's only people involved in idolatry. So the Gemara says, yeah, but there's another passage. It says, tapil. What does that mean? If you involve yourselves in our Torah, then the Torah will bring you back to life. But if you don't involve yourselves in the art or in the light of Torah, then it won't bring you back to life. So he was, so, so he was not happy. So he said, you know what, there's another, there is hope for the, for the Amaratim who don't have Torah study. It says, How can that be, that you could be attached to the Shekhinah? It's uh, the answer is, it's a consuming fire. By connecting yourself the best way you can to a Talmud Chacham, by either marrying your daughter to a Talmud Chacham, or providing a business opportunity for a Talmud Chacham that he can study more, or being Mahana Talmud Chacham from your property, all those things is a way to cleave to the Shechina, and that's where they'll get Chayim Kol Chamayom, they have the, the merit, is amazing. So, um, and uh, similarly, it says, Abba Sashem How can a person be David Bishrina? Macy, if you're Macy, Bitlatam Chacham, or Vaisi Permakil Tamid Chamim, or Mahana Tamid Chamim in Chasav, it's Mala Lova Kasav Gilim David Bishrina. That's it. Okay. Next, we saw Rav Chia Bar Yosef says that the Tzadikim are going to grow out of the ground in Yerushalayim, and like grass. Um, and because Ira first, the Pasuk says, uh, now, um, and it also says that they're going to come up clothing because a chita you bury a, a, a naked seed and it comes up clothed with all the chaff covering the seed. So, this surely an uh, tzaddikim who are buried with clothing will come up with even more clothing. Okay, um, Eretz Yisrael is going to produce. Um, I don't know, danishes and clothing and everything, like finished products um, in the future. The Pasuk says, Pisas bar, barets. Um, uh, the wheat is going to be so big that it's going to be the size of a palm trees, like a grow like a palm tree and be on top of the mountains. Maybe you'll say that it's uh, difficult to harvest. No, it's a special wind that blows in and, um, and it'll be enough flour 
and a grain um, and everything. It'll be, uh, um, and it's going to take care of all his needs and his whole family. And it says, Chelev Kloyos Chita. What does that mean? That the Chita is going to be so big, it's the size of the large uh, ox's kidneys. Very big. Don't say that uh, it's uh, impossible to be that big because we find that there's a story, apparently there was a case of a fox that in a, in a, in a turnip made his entire foxhole and burrowed, burrowed and there was still enough left in it for 60 liters left. It was huge. Okay. Um, a story goes in Shechin with somebody whose father left him uh, three, uh, three branches of, of mustard and it was just one of them, and it was nine kav of, of mustard seeds from it. That's going to last for uh, quite a few hot dogs. Okay. Um, the, the, and the wood was enough to make it build a whole sukkah. Okay. Rav, she, Rav Shimon ben Taklifa said that there was a cabbage that our father had, and you would have to go up on a, on, a, on, a, on a ladder to get to the top of it. And the Pesach says, V'dam of tishta chomer. What does that mean? Even, not like in the future, though even a single grape is going to be so large you have to carry it home on a wagon or a ship and you leave it in the corner of your house and you just stick in a spigot and it'll be, uh, that's you have a, a grape juice, a, a fresh, to last you for a long time. Um, each grape is enough for 30 barrels of wine, um, just a single grape. And that's the positive. Maybe you think, Chomer means Chomer. I. Uh, oh, so it GMO. says what? There's some GMO. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I guess they can, they, they they're working it. You know, that they they they're working on improving these things. So, like you know, just the the advances in science. Listen, they made the chickens like triple the size already. They were, you know, working on it. Or yeah. work. <laughs> okay. Have you ever see a picture of like a chicken from like yeah. the eighteen hundreds? These skinny yeah, little smart. birds, right? Now, no, 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 no one want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, there is a grapevine in Eretz Yisrael that uh, we need. Uh, basically, the whole city was uh, just to harvest a single grapevine, and um, and, and uh, producing two donkeys worth, whatever, a tremendous amount of plenty. And so much so that they're actually using wine for their laundering. Maybe it's not red wine. No, it's red wine. Maybe it's not uh, quenching your thirst. No, it does quench your thirst. Uh, maybe it doesn't taste good. It tastes great. Maybe it's only good for the uh, young. No, it's good for the old, even the Ben Shanim. Uh, um, and uh, so the question is, okay, that's beautiful. Drush. What's the pshat of the pasuk? So it's saying uh, that it's talking about um, the Knesset Israel. We're telling Hashem, Rabbi Shalom, I want you to hint us in your eyes, because that's just to show that you love us, because that's more pleasurable than wine, and uh, show us your teeth uh, in a smile, because that's more pleasurable than milk. Okay, um, and that's uh, like Rabbi Yochanan says that somebody who smiles to somebody else, you help that person more by just giving that, that smile and that encouragement more than if you would give him a glass of milk. Okay? And that's Leven Shimaim is Libun Shinaim is Mechalav, is better than milk. Now, Rav Chiyabar Ada was the Rebbe, the Cheder Rebbe of Rish Lakish's children. 
Um, and um, he didn't show up for three days. And he asked him, why were you? So he says, look, my father left me a, uh, a, a grapevine um, a trellis, on the trellis, and I needed, and it was time for harvest. I harvested the first day 300 um, clusters of grapes, and each one, each cluster was enough to fill up an entire barrel. Second day, it was still 300, and, um, sure. and yeah. it was two, it was two for a barrel. And the third day, it was three for a barrel. Um, and, um, and I made half of it half because it was more than I need. And he says, if you wouldn't have taken off from teaching, you would have made even more production because the longer you were away from teaching, the more you lost out. Rabbi Barachetzkel came to Bnei Brak and he saw these goats that were eating under the fig tree. The honey was dripping off the figs on the ground and the milk was dripping from the goats and it was flowing together. And he realized that is what it means, flowing with milk and honey, the land flowing with milk and honey. Rabbi Yaakov is the study, uh, said from Lud to Ono is three mil, and I, was, I got up very early in the morning, and I was walking ankle deep in honey of the fig honey. It was so rich and fat. Okay. Um, Rish Lakish uh, says, I saw the Eretz Zavos Cholov Tavash of Tzipori, it was 16 mil by 16 mil. And that is where we left off yesterday. We'll take it from here for today's daf.